We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're going to talk a little UNLV now. We've got Andy Yamashita, who covers the Running Rebels football team for the Las Vegas Review Journal. How are you doing today, Andy? Thanks for doing this. I'm doing great. Happy to be here. uh, Just, you know, I've had a couple of people say this. Running Rebels is technically only the basketball team. The football team is just the Rebels. I thought I might have. I thought I might have put my my tongue in my mouth as soon as I or my (laughs) foot in my mouth as soon as I said it. So it's all good. I don't really know where it all comes from. All of the different teams have something different the baseball team calls themselves like the hustling rebels and so okay you 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 figured out when you're out here but yeah i mean it's just something like a little uh quirk i guess with the unlv uh athletics department yeah always fun when the mascot is different it from one team to the next (laughs) yeah i just i just call them all the rebels all right (laughs) well let me start with this because obviously this game, no UNLV first meeting between these programs, and it is here at Notre Dame. And obviously, most games are traditionally on NBC. This is going to be on Peacock. Have you uh, have you heard much blowback from uh, from UNLV fans out there? The fact that uh, they're going to have to watch it on the old, the old streaming service instead of broadcast TV. I haven't had any fan emails about it in particular um i know obviously i i get to go to the game so it's not as big of an issue for me but i know right i'm a big soccer fan and so sometimes i can't watch games that are on peacock so i understand that for certain people if you don't have the streaming platform or anything it's going to be a bit of a challenge to find it um i got a couple emails from actually from nbc universal promoting peacock as the exclusive streaming partner and everything so they're excited about it, I guess, and um, it'll be interesting to see. I haven't, again, I haven't had any fan emails or anything like that about it, but from my own personal experience, it's definitely a bit of a challenge to find the games once in a while. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens Monday or, you know, when you get back into town and <laughs> what the feedback <laughs> is like yeah. afterwards, I guess. Because, you know, Notre Dame, at least, it happened once last year. So I think fans are, you know, this will be the second streaming only game so it's you know it's it's definitely different but everyone's got to adapt i guess um you know kind of like you were just alluding to when most people think of unlv i think the first thing that comes to mind probably still especially if you're you know closer to my age demographic is jerry tarkanian and the running rebels basketball like the late 80s and 
early 90s success and all that. What's what's the football following like out there right now? Um, I think it's it's been dormant for years. They've they've been looking for success. They've been waiting for something to happen. They just built a new training facility, the Fertitta football facility at Rebel Park, which is really nice, has a lot of uh, you know, perks and a lot of the stuff that you'd expect at a power five program, to be honest. And they play at Allegiant Stadium, which is obviously a beautiful facility. And there's definitely people here who are interested and who want UNLV football to be good. They've just been kind of waiting on any sign of optimism. This is a team that I believe won two games in the last two seasons. They already have four wins this year. So we're already seeing, excuse me, a bit of a reignition, I guess, of the UNLV fan base. They've been waiting for something to happen. And and they're, they're like this for basketball, too. They've been waiting for something good to happen with these programs for a while and they're starting to trend in the right direction. But obviously these last two weeks have kind of been a bit of a speed bump in that progression. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And I'm curious, though, what the – again, this is the first meeting between Notre Dame and, and UNLV. You've got you know, a program or, you know, a school, as we've said, that's not thought of – it's a basketball school that's not thought of for football, and you're taking on – one, you know, one of the more iconic programs in college football history. Is there there are a lot of excitement, enthusiasm out there? Just just the fact that UNLV is coming out here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it was pretty clear amongst the players and amongst Mercer Arroyo that the team is excited for this opportunity to play 
at South Bend, play in a historic stadium, play in front of a large crowd. I think Austin Ajike, the linebacker, said it best. You know, they want to take this opportunity. They want to appreciate this opportunity. But the way that they've been talking about it, it's not just about being able to say we played Notre Dame. It's they want to be able to say we played well against Notre Dame. And, you know, especially coming off again these last two weeks, they're looking for just anything that shows that they have something left for this final stretch of the season. And I think there's definitely an air of excitement, you know, California is probably the uh, or is the only other Power Five team they've played this year, so this will definitely be a different step in terms of atmosphere and uh, environment. And the other thing to remember is, you know, a lot of these kids weren't highly recruited by big programs, or maybe they came from big programs and would love to get back to that environment. So I definitely think amongst the players, um, amongst the fan base too, a little bit. There's there's definitely some excitement for this game, whether UNLV plays well or not. I think that just the mythos of Notre Dame and Notre Dame football it certainly isn't lost on people out here. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Marcus Royo, third year as the head coach out there right now. You know, they really struggled his first couple of years losing records. How would you describe him in the style that he has? I mean, he's definitely – I think he's definitely learned a lot in the two years from the – Reporters who covered him early in his time here, something he's pointed out multiple times is he really didn't get a full, like, traditional football calendar until this year. You know, an uninterrupted spring camp, an uninterrupted season, not worrying about COVID testing and everything like that as much, stuff like that. So he's found his own, had his own growth, but also had more of a traditional opportunity, more of what he was expecting. He talked about this in spring, too, like, you know, he has you keep he keeps binders of, of everything that happens on each day in spring. And he came out uh, preparing for this spring football and realized he didn't have didn't have a binder for it because he'd never done it before. <laughs> you know, and so like he, he was really excited about just getting a chance to do that. I'd say. From his style, he, he wants to run the football. He's an offensive. He's a former offensive coordinator from Oregon. Right. He's an offensive minded coach. He's still the play caller. So he wants to establish the run a lot. And then that opens up their their big playability that hasn't been there the last two games which has been a big part of why UNLV's lost by a combined 82 to 14 over the last two weeks but I think and then injuries you know that's the other thing but they're uh he's he's a charismatic guy he's got a young coaching staff that seems engaged uh after having such a good start to the season you know Two weeks ago, people were talking about maybe maybe there's a Mountain West like Western Division title like on the line here, and maybe they can go to the Mountain West Championship game, and maybe the jump from two win team to what to an eight win conference champion was a bit of a bit too big to expect from them. But uh, you know, six wins, bowl eligibility is still certainly on the table for UNLV, yeah. and that would be a big achievement considering where they've been for the last couple years. So. It's it'll be interesting to see not only how this Notre Dame game goes, but the next couple games after that to see if there is something to build on here and if there's some momentum. Well, I did see some stuff before the season started, you know, like hot seat type talk because again, you had losing records the first couple of years and all that. Two and ten last year, you know, if this season does unravel, especially to to you know a greater extent, would he? 
you know, is he is he coaching for his job maybe here down the stretch of the season? I definitely think that's possible. I think the other thing to keep in mind with any kind of hot seat talk is that UNLV has a new athletic director, Eric Harper, who is a former football player. He's a football guy. And, you know, he didn't – while he was he was here as uh, one of the um, assistant athletic directors when Arroyo got hired, you know, now he's in charge. Maybe he wants to go in a different direction. I definitely think bull eligibility would be a huge step towards Arroyo certainly keeping his job. I don't see there's any way – I think six wins guarantees him at least another year. It will be interesting to see down the stretch. Again, health-wise, going to San Jose State, six wins look super achievable. Now there's lots of questions. So yeah, I definitely think it's something to keep an eye on. And, yeah, if they don't reach that six-win six mark, I think there will definitely be questions. Well, and you alluded to it, losing by a combined 82-14 to 14 to San Jose State and Air Force the last couple of weeks after they had won three of their first four games and the only loss was to the other power five team that you talked about Cal. So how did things really just unravel so quickly over these last couple of weeks? Yeah. Well, first off, I think it's to be fair to UNLV. This is the toughest part of the schedule. San Jose state and air force, while they're not the powerhouse teams that Notre Dame fans might think of have been two of the best teams in the mountain West for the past several seasons. Sure. I think there was a lot of confidence in UNLV after they beat Utah State, who are the reigning Mountain West champions in the first game of the um, Mountain West season. And then they come back. They go down 17-0 against New Mexico and come back. And it was like, oh, well, they can win in different ways. They beat the reigning champions. But New Mexico and Utah State haven't had good seasons since then. So these teams have definitely been the most difficult. And then it's come in the midst of just a huge – rash of injuries for for UNLV they're missing two starting receivers they're missing some D-line depth they're missing obviously Doug Brumfeld at quarterback so this Notre Dame game maybe like two weeks ago people were saying you know maybe there's a non-zero chance UNLV can do something at Notre Dame but it's just coming at a terrible time both in terms of the difficulty excuse me of their schedule and in terms of where they are health-wise as a team. So it'll it'll be tough for them. Well, and it looks like the biggest question they've got from the health standpoint is with the quarterback, Doug Brumfield, uh, concussion protocol last week. Any any status, you know, that you've, you've got on him right now and his availability potentially for Saturday? Uh, he's still day-to-day. That's what they told us Monday at the post-game or at the post-game press conference. It'll be... I don't, I don't personally see any reason to want to rush him back besides the obvious safety concerns with, with concussions and, and how that has to be handled. UNLV, again, needs to scrape two wins across their final five, five games, I believe. And I don't see a point personally in rushing him back for this Notre Dame game when you have, you're going to need him against rivals like Hawaii and Nevada and you've got San Diego State coming up. So I haven't heard anything different uh he's still considered day-to-day but they definitely are missing him neither the quarterbacks who've filled in for him have had the same control over the offense that he did had the same kind of chemistry Friel is actually the reigning Mountain West freshman of the year because he got forced into action last year due to injuries but he was injured through fall camp and hasn't had the reps because he hasn't been the starter 
So they're definitely in a tough spot there. They could, they would love to have Brumfield back. They could definitely use him, but yeah, I think his uh, status is definitely still questionable. Well, if if he doesn't go, then do you think they use two quarterbacks, or do you think it's all Frio? What you know, what what do you think is is potentially the plan? I still think it's Frio. He wasn't great against in their last game against Air Force, but. Part of that was also just Air Force runs the option. They ran 79 plays, and UNLV only ran 35. Frio completed eight of his 10 passes, but the big, his, the biggest problem he had was he had a fumbling problem. Two fumbles, and he threw an interception. Those turnovers pretty much backed up in his own end zone, too. Like, created a lot of scoring opportunities for Air Force's option play, and, and UNLV couldn't stop the dive. So I think Brad Roberts, the fullback, had – 144 yards, four touchdowns, and on 29 carries. So you're not going to win with any of that happening. Yeah. And uh, Arroyo was pretty clear that both he and and Friel understand that. But that being said, I think there's a reason that Friel has gotten pretty much all the snaps since Brumfield was injured. I don't think they're ready to give Bailey the the ball and really spin it like that yet. He's also a very he's a a pocket quarterback and and in the past UNLV has almost always operated with a dual threat quarterback. So I don't know if they feel maybe limited with that, but I, I don't see it changing. If, if Brumfield doesn't play, I think Friel is still their guy. They just need him to take care of the ball better. By the way, speaking of air force, we were just talking the other day on our, on our show about the whole situation with the band and the referee going into the stands at the game. We're, like, were you a, is that were you aware of of that going on when it happened, or did you know the referee was going into the stands when it happened? I didn't actually. I couldn't really see it from where we were in the press box. I just I was like, why are why are we stopping? And then I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, okay, well, why not? Sure, okay, yeah. I guess might as know. well. Yeah, college football, awesome. Right. Their their defense. I mean, the thing that stands out about their defense is the eleven interceptions. How would you? Just, you know, describe the play on that side of the ball. I think it's a very bend-don't-break approach. I think Keith Hayward, who Arroyo brought in, they coached together at Oregon. He was coaching, I believe, linebackers at Cal last year. Has done a really good job just in terms of making it so that Arroyo doesn't have to think about that side of the ball. Again, he's already head coach and calling plays on offense. And in the past, it kind of seems like he had to worry about the defense a little bit too. And I think Hayward has done a good job of just taking that off his hands. It's someone he really trusts. I think it was a vote of confidence in in Arroyo that they went out and and got him um, from a Power 5 school and brought him out to UNLV. I think, again, their their approach has been very bend, don't break. You know, take the the secondary will gamble and um, the linebackers will also, you know, go for picks and coverage. But what was really helping them early in the season was they were getting a lot of pressure but they lost their starting nose tackle in the first game of the year. And then their one of their best edge rusher, Adam Plant, didn't play against Air Force. And Air Force Air Force doesn't throw the ball, so it doesn't really it didn't right. it didn't matter as much. But you know, against San Jose State, for example, I mean Chevin Cordero was a monster, had like two hundred and thirty passing yards and over a hundred rushing yards, and they couldn't contain him. Um the D-line couldn't contain him and keep him in the pocket. So that'll be something to watch. They've had trouble with mobile quarterbacks kind of all season. But I think, you know, if they can get 
plan it back. And he was supposed to return to practice on Tuesday. And then they're going to evaluate him from there. They haven't specified what his injury is, but if they can get him back, that will help their defense massively just because he, he brings and to see if he can get pressure on, on a, against an O-line as good as Notre Dame's, you know, this is, this will be the most athletic team that they've played all season, just almost across the board in every position. And It'll definitely be interesting. You know, their O-line is held up pretty well against every team except San Jose State. But, you know, where, how will that fare against a Notre Dame pass rush? You know, this is something very different from them on pretty much every level. So, you know, that'll be something to watch for sure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what do you see maybe as the biggest question for them coming into this matchup? Oh, the the biggest question is definitely Brumfield's health. Okay. But if you want to go a little broader than that, I'd say say maybe beyond that then. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say it's more of just can can they show just anything that gives you hope that they can get this thing back on track? You know, just can you avoid another blowout? Three blowouts in a row would be... I think just morally kind of heartbreaking for them after having such a good start and believing that maybe they could do something this year. I think Arroyo said in the past, you want to make sure that one loss doesn't like hurt you multiple weeks, that it doesn't cause you to lose another game. And, you know, now they've had two brutal losses in a row. I think you don't want to go three games, giving up 40 points and scoring one touchdown. I think that should be kind of the goal for them is really just like, can you keep it close? You know, can you, can you, can your offense find some kind of rhythm? Can your defense get a couple of good stops? You know, I think the, against San Jose state, the punter had seven punts. Can you maybe punt the ball like three or four times instead of seven? I think that's kind of, to me, what I'm looking for, you know, I'm sure they're they're obviously going in trying to win the game, but to me, I'm I'm really looking at like, is there any sign that this team can like put it back together and scrap two more wins in those last those last couple games? Yeah, if it's any solace, you know, Notre Dame has been a double digit favorite three other times, <laughs> and uh, those games have not fared well for them. <laughs> so. You know, they've lost two of those three, and the other one they squeaked went out against Cal. So, I don't know. We'll see how this shakes out. It's, I think, we're, you know, sitting on this side, you know, there are just as many questions. You know, like, it's it's one thing to say UNLV is a 24-point or 25-whatever-it-is-now-point underdog. But, you know, like I said, Notre Dame's got some questions of their own and things they're trying to figure out. So, I don't know what to make of this matchup from this end right now. 
it'll be really interesting because I think after the Cal game, which UNLV certainly felt like they had a chance to win that game. The yeah. offense stalled out the last – I think they didn't score the last five possessions, but one of those possessions they recovered an onside kick. And then the other one I think they got down to UNLV's – they got down to Cal's 10 before like turning it over on downs. So they definitely like felt like they could have won that game. And I know – again, I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area. I know Cal fans definitely felt like they should have won that game. Sure. So, you know, or against Notre Dame. So – there's definitely, I think around that time was the highest optimism of like, maybe UNLV can do something against the Irish. It's, you know, maybe it's a non-zero chance that something crazy will happen. And these last couple of weeks have been a little bit of a reality check, but you know, you never know what could happen. Maybe there's some inspiration being in Notre Dame and they, they pull something off, but it, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun day, even if maybe the score doesn't reflect that. <laughs> Maybe there's some symmetry in, you know, like you're talking about Cal felt like they should have won. There was obviously a lot of, you know, the off, you know, the, the phantom offsides call and some other calls in that game. And then, of course, the Stanford game. I don't know if you saw it this past weekend, but there were a lot of Notre Dame people who were not happy about some calls coming out of that game either. So, you know, and you get, of course, they're both big Bay Area rivals and all that kind of stuff. For sure. I actually, this is kind of crazy. I haven't told, told this to any Notre Dame people. I went to high school with Aaron Banks. The, oh really? Uh, the offensive lineman who's uh, on the yeah. Niners now? Yeah, he, yeah. he went to he went to El Street High School, which is where I went. He was in my class. Great guy. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. All right. Andy Yamashta from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Enjoy. Have a safe trip in, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have to look you up in the press box definitely this weekend. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, thanks for having me. It's been great to talk. Absolutely. Thanks for doing this. All right. 